a choice right now, right now, between fear and love. It's just a rock. Out of the dark night of ignorance and into the shining light of truth. Expounding reality. A population of citizens capable of critical thinking. We don't see things as they are, we see them as we are. There's a, a level of reality where everything dissolves into an ocean of energy. We empower our experience by insisting on our authenticity. That's very profound. Very profound. Expanding reality. Welcome to Expanding Reality. I am your host, Brandon Thomas. On this incredibly cool episode, Mary Buckingham joins us. She is the guide for universal awareness. I'm going to keep this intro very short so we can get right to this incredibly cool conversation. So all the ways to find her, check her out in the show notes, guys. All the way to find us, check it out as well. New t-shirts, all the good stuff, expansive insider, blah, blah, blah. Without any further ado, let's get to this incredibly amazing conversation with Mary Buckingham. Welcome to the show. We have Mary Buckingham. How are you? Really good. Yeah, right. This is going to be so great. I'm so excited. So shout out Ryan Sprague. Of course, he is the one that connected us. Love you, Ryan. Your episode will be linked down below. That's what you get. You get a link credit for connecting me with this amazing young woman. Something about Mary on Instagram, but all the ways, of course, to find you will be located down in the show notes. You've already told me how you're doing, and that is exceptionally awesome. And thank you for that. If you don't mind, do you mind just introducing yourself to my audience, please? Yes, I am Mary calling in from California. I uh, channel full time and I also facilitate breath work. Um, and otherwise, I'm just one with all of you. And it's pretty simple. I'm just excited to be here and just see where this conversation is going to take us. Absolute same. So grateful you're here. Uh, my wife has already been uh, stalking your Instagram page, liking everything. You're already fast friends here, and it's a merry thing for sure. So, Thank you, Mary. <laughs> shout out my beautiful goddess wife, Mary. Uh, so yes, you know you do like amazing work. You you have this calm, clean, goddess centered energy. I am again a magnet for incredible people. So when Ryan said, "Hey, I've got some value," just bring her along. So it's perfect, and this all works out at the perfect time too. So uh, you facilitate some incredible things for folks and you and I are on a similar mission here to give people back to themselves. So let me ask you this first, straight out the gate here. What got you into that understanding with yourself that you were here to empower others? So um, I think that it got to a point where I was seeing things with a different type of vision um, pretty strongly to where it, it was almost directing my path. Um, if that makes sense. So it was like, there were all of these information I call like the chakra centers, um, and even like parts of our brain, uh, our receptor centers, um, and the guides and, um, beings that, I work with, um, as most people, I guess would label them. I, I refer to it more as information systems. 
Um, and there was just a lot of information coming into my vessel, um, overwhelmingly. And that started, I mean, this, this has been going on since I can remember, but, um, around 2017 is when it started to really have an uptick, a noticeable uptick where, um, over the course of time, I started to feel like I was, um, carrying all of this information and this energy that I, I was like, there has to be something I can do about this because I was still, um, working in the corporate world and I had gone through the schooling system. I got my bachelor's, my master's, I lived, I was, I did everything you possibly could do on paper to achieve the most success in the quote unquote matrix system. And I was getting incredibly sick emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically. And, um, it was basically like the status of my mental health that was, that was showing me that it was suffering, but it was really my spirit saying like this whole world you're trying to force yourself to live in is not what's real. And this is what's real and true. And so what was real and true that was being shown in a certain way was mind blowing, but so it was such a clear stream of like a translucent form of like plasma, like consciousness that was inundating my system. And even as I'm saying these words, like I think about myself in 2017, where these words and certain types of ways of saying things were just like coming through me. Um, and I was like, did, was there like a hybridization that took place? Um, like something's going on. So it just slowly, I, I started teaching yoga. Um, and then I was just have these conversations with clients and they would just be like, they would just say, how do you know these things about me or, you know, whatever. And I, I was talking to them in the way that I was being talked to by them, um, which was more than words and not just non, not the nonverbal cues and the NLP stuff. It was, it was like a deeper thing than that. Um, and that's where then just certain teachers and certain people started coming into my life that were like, oh yeah, you're, you know, this is what you're dealing with. This is part of who you are. And then I've, I've had like readings from certain people that, um, are well-known in the field who have told me some things that I'm just like, okay, this is happening. It's, it's awesome. Uh, do you have any lineage of this in your family? Like did grandma, um, connect with you in any way, like uh, tarot or uh, paranormal or anything like that? So my family is, it's not really something that was, um, they're, there's, they're big Catholic families on both sides. And I believe, um, on both sides, this, this was in the, the bloodline. Like this was the gifts were here. Um, but it was something that was suppressed and shoved down. And I, be I believe, and from what I know in this lifetime, I'm supposed to, 
um, shift that, uh, meaning I tried to keep this under wraps for a long time, kind of like what we were talking about before. Um, I tried to figure out how I was going to live with this and just kind of just try to live the normal thing and keep moving forward. And it was, you know, the higher, my higher guidance system was like, that is not how this is going to go down. There are a lot of people who, um, will need to access universal awareness and, um, the next few years you're going to be dripped with it. And some of the months that you will be dripped with it will be extremely intense. And you're going to go through a very uncomfortable purification process of your consciousness. It will go back past lives in your lineage and you are going to have to face it. And, um, so nobody has talked to me about it. Like in that way, I've had to really carve it out on my own. What do your folks think about what you're doing? They're supportive. They're, awesome. they're like, because they know my heart and they know my energy. And I've explained to them because there's so much distortion around what this work is. Um, I had so much resistance to saying, oh, this is, I do channeling and part of the channeling can include mediumship and, and which is there's so many nuances to that. And so many initiations with that. And so many things about that, that you have to be super careful with when you're pulling in certain levels of consciousness, because you don't want to keep people tied in the third dimension. You don't want to have them stuck in the fourth dimension, like all of that stuff. Um, so when I just explained to them, like, this is what I experienced and this is kind of what happens. And, um, this is like a role that I believe I'm supposed to step into for the greater good of humanity. This is all about being of service. They were just like, Oh, it just clear. I think it cleared up a lot of things that a lot of people still hold judgment of. Um, and then people that I've worked with have shared with them, like without me orchestrating it or saying anything, they're just like, this is, you know, your daughter's helped me with this and, or she helped my daughter and that's helped facilitate a further understanding. Outstanding. That's so cool. Uh, universal awareness. You mentioned this earlier and uh, you're a guide for universal awareness. So I'm just curious here. Uh, do we all have access to universal awareness? And if so, why do you think we need to be guided through it? Why don't you think it's just innate to where people just get it? Well, I think that from my perspective, like we do, it is innate. We all um, are seeped within it. And, and I guess in a sense, like all of our souls are on different trajectories. So the nuance of this is that, you know, you can't, I can't impose on anyone's free will and vice versa. So sovereignty and universal awareness, I see as being hand in hand. Um, but with the trauma collectively and individually still being worked through, there's still a lot of distortion and um, fragmentation and like fractured aspects of the psyche that are still being pieced together. And those fractures in the, 
again, the individual and collective psyche are keeping people from being able to know thyself, which is the awareness of the universe. And um, the, the, the point in time that we are at in consciousness is um, whether you want to refer to it as the war on consciousness or spiritual warfare, um, there indeed are powers that be that are um, imposing on the free will of of humanity um, that go beyond the physical realm. And so what I've been told is like, you know, you're going to, again, you're going to be dripped with a certain level of information and vision because you need to see what's going on so that people have um, guidance uh, out of that darkness and or out of that blindness that's being created by powers that are not them. Um, so if we can all get to know what our free will is and where it is within our bodily system, because it is an energy. And I feel like people, whether it's their childhood attachments, their trauma, their addictions, their distracting lifestyle, their toxic lifestyle, whatever, all of those things actually pull people away from knowing and hearing their free will, which it's like, it stands right next to your soul. Like your soul's here. And then your free will is like the string that pulls you into the ether. And I feel like a lot of people are being blinded from seeing that a, they have a free will b they're sovereign and C they have uh, an awareness of the universe that lies within them where they can access um, supernatural abilities and, or intelligence that is being like capped off. Um, so in sessions, it's not like someone comes in and I'm, and it's like, okay, we're going to get you to tap into universal awareness. It's more like, um, soul alignment sessions. Like if you can think about the different subtle bodies and then there's almost like a chiropractic, like click, click, click. It's a great and, way to explain it. And once they kind of start to see um, things that have been placed in their field. And again, when I say placed in their field, it doesn't necessarily mean external because we're not victims. Um, but in the way that we see things in the third dimension, it appears, to, it can appear to be external. So it's like, taking that rock and inverting it and just showing the other way of looking at it. And then that can create that activation. And then the crescendo effect of that activation for each person subjectively is very peaceful. It's very um, beautiful. I It's rare that there's a, it, that there's an experience, not rare, if not at all that there's an experience where someone freaks out or gets scared. I'd say people come in with the energy of being scared or freaked out. Um, and that actually is sometimes the part, the beginning part of the session where that energy has to be cleared. Um, because it's just a projection overlay. 
Yeah, it gets in the way. You know, it anchors them to this thing that's not the reason they're there to see you anyway, right? They they need to get past that to get to the real the dope shit. So you you spoke of uh, these different energetic bodies, and this is something uh, that I've considered quite a bit. And this idea of alignments, you know, uh, we. We like to think, or I like to think rather, I'll just speak for myself here, that everything above what we can exp- let's say above these higher bodies are in alignment. So my question is, is do you do you think that the that we are the missing link here? We're the pendulum swinging at the bottom that's out of alignment, and that this needs to be in alignment, that everything else is just waiting for us and ready to go? Or do you think that there's so many levels to this that you know we have a higher soul that's also going through lessons and learning things that affects us? One of the best ways that I heard it put, um, and I want to say this was by Ellie, was a string, not just one puppet. You know those puppets that on the cross string thing and they're just dangling around? Not just one, but if you can imagine all of your higher bodies as individual puppets. And so what you affect at the very top one trickles down. And so let's say that they're trying to get you as the lower form in the 3D here to do something from the ninth dimension. And they've got, you know, all of those higher bodies to go through to get that message to you. So then in my mind, it's sort of like an energetic game of telephone. It's like your higher self speaks in metaphor to the one underneath it. And and again, um, just spatially, not hierarchically here. Then that one as well does the same thing. And and it's best interpretation of that message then has gets to see what it can do to interpret. And so it's this fascinating sort of daisy chain down the line. Is this how you view it or do you think that it's it's pretty like that the buck stops here as it were and that really we're the one figuring it out from a very tethered perspective really love that um and i would say when people come in everything that i see is is through their eyes um for the most part i keep my eyes closed and I just have to look at them for just a second. And then that's when instantaneously a ton of information is uh, imprinted. And then it's a matter of me telling them, okay, I'll have you sit here, give me seven to nine minutes to um, translate this information that's being shown. And it's kind of like a reverse engineering the instantaneous imprint of a ton of information that is coming from different information systems. And each of these information systems you can say is like the emotional, the physical, the etheric, the astral. Um, And when they come in, I take, I take a minute to listen, but it's like, it's not the type of listen that we would in a car to music. The listening is really like, okay, here's this, this piece of information that's being projected in front of me, usually from here, like surrounding and it's translucent, clear. Um, and then I'm sitting and watching and watching, listening, hearing, feeling, sensing all at the same time. Um, and what can happen is somebody comes in and one of the bodies is coming out in the front and then the next body is here. And then the next body might be here. It kind of shows me their placement and how in or out of alignment they are. 
And, um, I guess you could ask like, well, what's in and out of alignment. And it's really just, if I'm being shown when it's out of alignment by the way it's presenting to me. And when it, the first, the one that's coming forth to the front is usually the one that has the most noise, the most damage, the most trauma, the most disharmonious resonating frequenting um, wavelengths. And so that is what I'm tuning into within my body. And this is something that I was saying on Ryan's podcast, like with the concept of cymatics and water and electricity, um, there's just something that happens. Like when someone comes in and I set the intention before a session, if I allow my body to receive information, it will speak to me, um, through the concepts of vibration, frequency, the movement of these things through the water in my body and the electricity of the Kundalini. And, um, I oftentimes when people are coming in, it can be very intense what I'm feeling and they're not aware of that. And usually I can actually hear their level of awareness or lack of it um, based off of literally like so much, but um, kind of how they walk into the room, the noise that they make when they're sitting, people have no idea how much um, static that they emit when they're in a state of a stre stress because they were trying to find their parking spot. So it'll take some it, it will take a few minutes for me to be like, okay, that was the parking. That was the conversation an hour ago with the boss, wow. the dad a week ago, like, and my hands will sometimes go like this because it's just like for my body, a way to kind of stay grounded, but also sort of like move the, move the information. So I'm like, okay, move past that, move past that, move past that. And then um, a line of like the female lineage will show up because there's been enough room for like the laser point awareness to move through like the static and then see, okay, here's the etheric body and here's what's going on here. And this is the thing that's pulling on her large intestine. And then it's like, cause it can start to go into the body. It can start to go into their pet. And I have to like, be very, um, aware of, okay, where are we going to go here? Because the, the pet might be sick, but this isn't about the pet. This is, that's a, a it's a distraction actually. Um, and not saying that translating the information that a pet is a distraction isn't, isn't the same statement as like a third dimensional way of saying your dog's a distraction. It's like, it's just in this moment, that thing with your dog going on right now is taking, it's creating static in your mental body. So let's move that out of the way so we can see what's going on in other bodies so that actually you can better handle the stuff going on with the dog, et cetera. Absolutely fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Uh, do you feel sensations like in your own physical body that then will tell you, like, let's say just for a specific example, do you feel something on your right elbow 
where you're like, ooh, my weenus has uh, got this little tingle to it. And I know that that means that you have dad trauma because it's on that side of my body. It's this part of my body. Do you feel physical sensations where you can then determine what's going on in that way? Yes. Um, and it's another thing that's very layered. So there's more surface sensations like the chills. Um wind a certain wind isn't even the right word but a certain waft of energy that will move in certain parts of my field um and then there's constriction in the muscular body so sometimes i'll notice that my body's starting to go like this because the in um constricting and tensing because the individual is um not processing anger and rage, which is a very, very common one. Um, grief and sadness uh, sometimes can constrict my lungs so much so that it's hard for me to breathe. And I don't have asthmatic lungs, but there have been sessions where I have felt called to, I've reached out to people who have inhalers and I've asked them, I need, I, I think I need to use your inhaler because of how heavy the density of grief weighs on the energetic bodies, which is why when we tune into a higher awareness of the universe, it does require our body to shed certain layers of densities in a certain way so that we can actually feel and see um, the amount of energetic density that we're carrying. And that was one of the things that years ago, I was like, oh my gosh, people aren't aware that they're carrying like um, a car on their back just because they're, um, they have a subconscious belief that they have to be a martyr in this lifetime. And again, this is where like the free will, the soul's path kind of thing is um, where I always say to people, this is, this might be what I'm seeing. However, it's neither right nor wrong. It's just a reflection of what's being seen by somebody who can see it. Um, and it doesn't mean you necessarily have to do anything about it. But typically when people hear, oh, is that why my, it feels like there's a golf ball in my gall, in my gallbladder. <laughs> is that why? Cause that's the other thing is in my liver and gallbladder region, it will feel like it's calcifying or um, like a golf ball will start to form. Um, and usually the body, my body will start to do these things and then I'll ask it. And it might be while somebody's talking to me, what is this, what's going on in her body and why is this happening? And then it will flash an image of an instant when she was four years old and she was grabbing the bottom of her mom's skirt, looking up at her mom with this terrified face. And then it's like, oh, she got caught in shock and paralysis because her mom was screaming at her dad because the dad was alcoholic and he was abandoning her, her mom. And it rushed through her system and this child was four years old and her, her bodily system was wide open and she was still um, like a transmitter for her mom's trauma because they, because during her, um, when she was in her mother's womb, her mother was never grounded. Her mother had not 
processed or dealt with her own trauma. So they were still, they can still be bonded and enmeshed in that traumatic way. Um, so that's where then the person's like, oh my gosh. So I have to like clear this energy with my mom because I still feel this stuff with her all the time. And we talk three times a day and there's this enmeshed relationship. And I'm like, yeah. And it's not because, um, it's more of these things that unconsciously tie to you guys, um, that you can clear. And I think that everybody can access this type of stuff for themselves. Um, so usually in the sessions, when they come in, when I'm talking to these aspects of them or bringing forth a memory that I'm seeing, it will start, it will kind of like, if you can imagine a blanket with dust on it, it kind of goes like this. And then the dust kind of flies and, but there's a point of levity in like the organs and the mind and the emotions and the person's like, Oh, I want that again. And then the dust kind of settles, but they know, Oh, I know what it feels to feel lighter or have that point of letting go. I have a little bit more of a direction on where I need to move. So incredible way to explain this, Mary. Incredible. <laughs> God, it's so visual. And that's, th that's, that's what I wanted to ask you too. Synesthesia, uh, people that can like, um, see sound and smell colors and stuff like that. Are you able to do this? Like what does the color pink smell like to you? So I can't smell colors, but I can see sound. Okay. Explain. Cause this is fascinating. So it's the same. And this is why I asked because it's the same sort of thing you're doing here. Uh, and you know, and now, and if we want to get real deep, it's all connected. We know that, but on a more connected level, sound vibration, healing, all of this ties into the very fabric of reality. So it's fascinating that you're able to pick these things up and really have a visual reference for things that most folks only use that's that faculty for one thing. But so you're able to combine sound and color, but does the sound trigger a color or like, how does this work? Just please explain it. I'm fascinated. Yeah. Really good questions. Um, it's so nice when people are tracking the nuances because these are like wonderful questions. Um, so sometimes like the color will drive the sound or the sound will drive the color, um, which is why I'm always saying um, like the intelligence of the things that are beyond the third dimension are so um, beautiful and ornate and um, detailed and delicate and subtle. Um, and so let's see, like if I were to see a stream of sound, it would really depend on if it was what, um, if it was theta wave or, you know, alpha wave, um, and it wouldn't even have to be those. It could be any song. Um, some parts of the song would form a bubble and then the bubble shrinks and then it moves into a wave and then bubbles pop in, shrinks, wave. Um, so when somebody's talking and they're like, sometimes I swear I've, I have earplugs that I keep in my space next to me because sometimes people will come in with so much noise, um, that it's not that the earplugs would guard me from the loudness of their voice, but it would, um, put my hearing in a little bit more of an isolated state 
so that there were less distractions from the noise coming from them. So I would still hear them, but like, um, it's like being in a, what are those, the float tanks? Like it's, it's isolate. It's like you're isolated, but they're still, they're still there. And then in the isolation tanks, there's still all this crazy wild stuff going on. Um, but you're able to be so focused because you're isolated within it. That's why that then the stuff coming from the inside gets so big. So um, sometimes when people come in, like there was one woman who I worked with who she had an abusive, violent father, but it was very like he like the energy through her was him talking, telling me what his beliefs were on, were on how he treated her. Like that's how it is communicated to me. So it was like the tone of her voice and the look in her eyes, I saw him. And then it flashed back to when he was like spanking her, yelling at her, but doing it in a way that he felt he felt very entitled to it. And he believed in corporal punishment. He believed in like, this is how you need to get people in line. There's a certain age that, 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 that they need to be treated in this way. And it goes, it went back like two or three generations um, that, that went down the line and that she absorbed into her, into her physical body. But because of the way it was delivered to her and conditioned for her to believe like she was gaslit at a very young age to believe that the the punishment and the violence that he was falsely conditioned to feel entitled to um, was what she deserved. And she was carrying that in every moment of every day of her life. And it was so intense when she came in, it felt like she was raising her voice at me. And it, and I don't mean like, I felt like it was personal. It's just, that's when I started to know, I was like, whoa, okay, this is definitely where we're going to start. Like it was, it felt like it was pressing me up against the wall, which if you think about it, like, and, and it was more in her physical and her emotional bodies. So her physical body had it trapped and the trapped, um, like, and this is where it gets into like the somatic experiencing and all of that. Um, the trapped energy in her physical body was driving hidden thought forms in her emotional body. And then that goes into where I can hear hidden, or I guess hear thought forms. So that's where like, I'll see, okay, those two subtle bodies are kind of dancing together, but this one is, is taking the string with that one. And it's funny that you say the string because I often see, um, mostly just the ego kind of going like this and each string is a different face being driven by a different part of the body or the mind or the spirit. And it's just like, doo -doo -doo. it's, I mean, the way you explain it, it's so visual. So, I mean, thank yeah. you. And I even know that that's like a watered down. It's like trying to uh, explain a psychedelic experience. And to that, are you a psychonaut? Uh, do you want to say that publicly? I, so I have been sober, um, since 2014. Um, and there's some things that, are you going to cut this out? I can, if you'd like, yeah. Here, we'll talk about it off air. How about that? 
Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll talk about it off here. Um, so I, I do want to know that what are your thoughts on like UFOs, um, stuff like that? Like, what, what do you think aliens are? So the way that I experience these things and I per- personally have had some resistance to even, I think, talking publicly about this only because my experience has been very internal and more interdimensional. And um, I'm almost hesitant to say this, but I guess, cause I've never said this publicly. So we might have to have this cut out just because I'm if still- I may, If I may, I hear you. Um, we are only interested in what you think about this. We don't have experts on and anyone okay. um, that considers themselves an expert, I'm very hesitant and probably will shy away from if they introduce themselves as such, right? So actually my uh, audience and I are very interested in you, your experience, your thoughts, because I have a thousand thoughts on this. We don't plant our flag anywhere. I think they could be, you know, uh, future humans coming back at time machines, absolutely interdimensional, could be just a psychosemantic thing, you know, so really just like your thoughts and, and ideas you like to entertain. We're not going to hold you or quote you on any of this stuff and any damaging capacity to your career. I promise this is speculation hat. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of thoughts on it. So, um, I do feel there are interdimensional, positive interdimensional influencing influences where there can be upgrades to certain bodily systems and that includes all of the subtle bodies that allow for the inundate the ability to download or have an inundation of super high frequency information that comes in through frequency but only comes in when um you have whether it's um within the dna um or a part of you that is coming from the future um back to this specific time to correct certain um timelines and that even kind of is creating a linear aspect to to something that isn't linear because obviously like in the dimensions beyond the third space and time uh, are different and they don't exist the same way that they do here. So bringing technology from the future doesn't mean someone's like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going backwards. It's more just like in the, in, in the quantum realm, we can sort of rewind time to make an adjustment to um, realign to a better timeline and so um, I feel in my body and inside self um, a deep connection to these aspects. Um, and I think that a lot of people are experiencing it in different ways. Um, I'm not a contactee, I have not been abducted. Um, and I know people have. And I believe those people. And um, the other thing is, is I think that in this dimension, um, the the most dense and harmful energies exist here. I think that what we've been shown and programmed with about these beings has has been very distorted. 
Um, and even with this new phase that we're moving into another thing is just like, it's just more impetus for people to really, again, tune into this awareness of universal energy, um, interpersonally so that when there are a bunch of things coming into our face, into like the interface of the third dimension, we will know viscerally within our body, what is of truth and what is of high vibration and what is not, because then there's like the, um, uh, intelligence of artifice, which is like, um, mimicking that which is of like a more plasma like um intelligence that if we aren't tuned attuned to our to the subtle bodies and to our internal intel internal awareness um we will be fooled by yeah, things it, that are master bright, puppet bright and shiny right and the dangly dangling little keys in front of you it's bright and shiny and keeps our attention uh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It made total sense. And that's right. why it actually led me to a question about hybrid. So, you know, what we hear a lot of these folks, and I'm I'm with you. Now, I don't um, know if that's what happened, but I believe that something happened to them. And I believe that what happened to the folks made a massive impact on them because uh, similar things. I mean, um, psychedelic experiences, near-death experiences, all of those things have a similar uh, energy to them as, as the contact phenomena does. So, I mean, where we are now with it, I, I think for the most part is even uh, paranormal, any of the stuff, the UFO, the freaky woo woo, as we call it, uh, you know, it feels that it's all connected in some way. And even the psychedelic experiences we have access to, you know, I've met some entities there that some people describe as the same way that scooped them up in a UFO and took them for a ride. So it's like these different ways of interfacing with something extraordinary here. But again, at a level, we're also aware of the understanding of unity consciousness, meaning it's all you. Uh, so that leads me um, to kind of that question about like hybrids and stuff. So whenever people get scooped up, they're told or we're we're told that they experience something physical happening to them, sort of like an operation. It's like the best the best way to sort of relate it here. I sort of uh, look at it as like tagging a wild animal or something like that. You know, it's very methodical. It seems very, yeah, okay, cool. But also they make you feel that it's very connected, right? Or some people report this. So it's this interesting integration, but whenever they go through that, again, it's a very physical experience and people say that they come back and they had heart issues, but now they don't because they worked on their heart a little bit. Now, do you think this is more of a energetic body thing, like similar to what you do? They can see it and basically either have a technology, which perhaps consciousness, all technology at some level is just consciousness. So maybe it's done that way. Maybe this is you in a higher dimension performing the same type of thing. It's just, we're pretty restricted here. Or let me, let me put it this way. We're told that we're restricted here and it's done a great job of convincing us of that. I think that both components of that, of those thoughts are in truth. And they're both like really valid ways of looking at a, at concepts that are related. So meaning a higher aspect of a certain part of self possibly coming from future, bringing in a timeline that they've hybridized with, therefore upgrading the light body in this current lifetime to then make sure that in the future timeline that they're coming back to, to make sure that they arrive at that future point. Dude, totally. 
And then, and then also the other thing that you said, um, where there's also the, the pods that people are a part of that, um, depending on the soul, like it's, if it's a younger soul or, or not even younger, it could just more mean your soul has this, this timeline it's going to play out and we are going to assist you at this specific time with this light body upgrade. And I say light body, that just being one component of what could be upgraded, but it's, it's like, there can be teams of support and then, and, or one large, really advanced oversoul that extends really high up to like a, um, a father, mother energy that is streaming through like millions of souls. There's there's so many different ways of- I love it. It's so fascinating because yeah, this is the head trip, right? This is the, where you start going, hang on. So if they're me, you know, cause I'm into the sovereignty thing like you, I'm very into that you get to choose what happens here. Now, uh, you know, we're told that you are choosing this right at a level, which again, I'm, I'm a little, little sus in my mind, but that, that, that's just, that's just how I'm wired, I guess. But what I will say to this is, is it feels like if they are running around scooping you up and just making a small little adjustment or a tweak here to the unit, you know, 2,741, and they have all these stops at night, like Santa Claus, they've got to run around and upgrade all these little pieces of them because this solar flare already happened and we're trying to get ahead of it because if it's thing hits the earth, then a lot of people here are going to die. Now, there's some interesting things to this too, to where there's some sort of idea that there's this, um, how to, whether you say it's a predictability, like that they can predict the most um, predictable or possible timeline, the most likely timeline based on events or something like that. And so they can see things. And then in the all, and in a certain percentage of those most likely timelines, this solar flare happens, right? And hits Earth and this upgrade time. And we call it the age of Aquarius or, whatever, but it rings the bell of Gaius in so toward the Schumann resonance upgrades, and it's going to affect physical things on this earth. So let's say they go, okay, this thing's going to hit in 2024. What if we go in 2019, let's say, and say that there's some horrible virus that's coming and that it's here and that a bunch of you are going to die for no reason. And that also you should take this thing. And if you don't, you're going to die, but you can probably also die for no reason. But they were all going to die anyway. But the thing about it is, is they have to put something out like a virus, let's say, and say that everyone's dying from that or being injured or ill-affected or this upgrade perhaps, and that some folks can't go. And so they're choosing to check out at this time, you know, all these ideas, right? And so it's this like idea of like, is it this time period thing? And they're just running around making all these little upgrades to us. I, I find it just absolutely fascinating how deep this goes, just how you can focus on one small part of it. And even in the human experience, we sit here and say like, perhaps you incarnated as a man in China 1500 years ago to plant an apple tree. And then from that apple tree, it fed this Roman soldier that you also reincarnated as. And then from there you went, right? But you knew that you needed to plant that apple tree in that road for you as a soldier to come by and get later. Like it's fascinating to me when you really think about this. And to this point, the distortion that you talk about like in my mind, things like what we're talking about here is so much more fascinating, you know, but not everybody can play that role. I think, you know, it feels like if everybody was here to do what we're doing, then what we're doing wouldn't matter because it wouldn't need to be done. Right. So it's like this idea of you've got to have players on the other team, which is really just an illusion of another team. It's all you, but you have to think it's another team to have the experience. It's, 
it's like um, you get a group of friends together to go play laser tag, you know, and then you divide the group in half and now you're versus each other. Now you, you know, or it's every man for himself kind of thing on the team, but you all ride home together and you go to lunch together, you know, stuff like that. So it's a group, but in that moment you're, you're separated. But again, it's, it's this deep, amazing, beautiful symphony. And, and it's so interesting to me how folks can get so distracted with the distortion here and not, you know, see it as a big picture, uh, as a huge thing. Yes. And I, I love exactly where you're going because like, um, as you were talking, it was like, I think when things started to shift for me, I had parts of my lower self, you know, whatever, like earthbound attachment that actually was externally conditioned again, then creating victim mindset. Um, but that like looking at all of that and being like, wait, I've been living in victim mentality for this long, but this happened. I am the victim, but no, you're not because that was placed like that whole thing. Yeah. And, and feeling like your spirits, like you, like you need to look at this now. Like that's how it's felt for like now, 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 now. And through the, in between the nows, being spoken to me is the the frequency of urgency which is that and within that frequency is a lot of information that says things like the planetary shifts the ascension process the souls that um may have come here to get picked off really young or because of this illness or whatever it is a part of this whole process going on um However, I do think with kind of what you were saying with the sovereignty, the imposition of our free wills, this pivotal point that we are at is that many people are deeply conditioned to believe that living in misery is, is all that is, but they're unaware of their own misery. Like they're just living in a, a low vibrational state, um, and they're unaware. And so I think it's like my deepest intention with my work is like, if someone comes, cause I don't chase clients. It's like everything it's been word of mouth, which is nice because people who are coming in are just like, please tell me they're ready. Yeah. Just point in the cave where I need to look. And I use that analogy a lot for sessions where it's like, imagine me with a, a candle or a, flashlight and we're in this dark cave and the session begins. And then it's like, click, you can hear the button of the flashlight turning on. And then we look in the corner and they're like, Oh, it's there. Okay. Okay. And that's where the blinders that have been put on people then get sort of just like, and then they're like, wait, what? And then that is also why the you have to be so delicate and soft with delivery and and use discernment with what's ready to be um unfolded because i would also say in sessions there's 
a very large percentage of information that I do not say. I've heard this. I have heard this. You hear this in like Journey of Souls, uh, Dr. Michael Newton's book. And he says that, you know, he'll ask a question and then that person channeling their highest self or the higher, the higher soul, whatever, can't tell them. They'll smile and go, we can't tell you that, you know, and th- that happens with several cases. So this is also what's fascinating to me is that you have these abilities to see something that others can't, but also you see it in a way that is very challenging to be articulated to show others what you can see. So, yeah. And and also that's up to your level of awareness on how to interpret those things. But again, it takes so much conscientiousness on your part, which is another aspect to this, this empathetic conscientiousness, this your ability to see what what people need to hear, not what they want to hear. And then also to be able to deliver that message in a sweet, nice way to where it doesn't exactly to what you said earlier, get them stuck in the fourth dimension or something in this fear-based state of holy shit. And they get to one of those great epiphanies, but it's it's anchored in fear. You know, it, it feels like falling off a cliff without wings, which is where you're like, hey, you forgot your wings when you jumped. I was giving you these wings and then you went there instead. You know, you just went ahead and jumped, but actually here they are. So it's this interesting idea of interpretation all the way down. And again, it's, it's up to your spirit guides and your higher self and the way that they're able to deliver the message in a way that you will be able to interpret further to that people you're not connected to all the time, which I know we're all connected. But if you look at it, like a, let's say someone that just phones you up, says, Hey, I need some help. They meet with you at this time. This is an energy. This is new. It's, it's fascinating how you're able to get in, see something like that, and then just help folks. It's, it's incredible because it is a gift. Do you, so what is it like living with these abilities? Like, what is it like just going to the DMV or driving around or any of that shit? Like, do you see like big lizard people with their arms stuck in back and people's backs driving them around? I've heard this, by the way, that like 15 foot, 12 foot tall lizard entities will be like, they have their arms shoved in the shoulders of like the back of the people and they're basically driving them around. Can you see any of that shit? Now that you've said that, I probably will. Um, but that's cause that's an incredible, um, visual that sounds very like accurate um i the biggest part i think of this like because you'll hear initiation a lot um and i know that um exposure to trauma you know narcissistic abuse like all these things um that took away my strong sense of self that I then had to pull back in, um, led to the next thing where when the abilities turn on you, like, I always felt like my moral compass and like integrity was very on point. Um, and I, I attribute that to my parents, like just very beautifully heart centered, compassionate, empathetic, and, and highly moral beings that um, I felt was inborn. Like I felt like this level of compassion in my heart was something that I I thought we all were attuned to and had until I was going through the experiences of like moths to a flame where you're in this, this, real this third dimensional reality and there's some really um voracious and sadistic and disconnected from source beings that see your the sweet nectarine nectarine of the spirit 
flowing through you and they want to feast on it. And I had to go through that really difficult lesson for years of like, oh, okay, we are not all like here to live in unity consciousness and love and connection. And I don't, that's also a nuanced even statement because it's like, we all are connected. We're all part of the one thing and we're all on different soul journeys, but that level of discernment that I had to develop and master. And then the, um, the skill set with boundaries and energetic boundaries that I had to like wall myself up with actually is that trauma and, and experiences of abuse and gaslighting and manipulation actually gave me a whole new set of gifts that married the already inborn gifts. And that's where, because people can be coming in with interdimensional influencing going on within them that they're not even aware of. And that can, I don't want to say infiltrate, but like I can feel it when it's in the room and I will usually call it out. And how I call it out is by letting the individual know how a certain type of energy is affecting their life and how it's looking and feeling and sounding and how it can come out in certain words and in certain behaviors and actions in their life. And I say, if you can purge this from your system, you will no longer be puppeted by this negative entity energy. Um, I also know that there's like, I've done this before and because sometimes like the things that come out of my mouth, even now or in sessions, like I don't even, I'm not attached to it. I it's like, it's being said and I'm like listening to it as I'm saying it. And I allow it to be said in the cleanest possible way. And I can, I know when it's clean because I'm going to see it and I'm going to feel it and I'm going to hear it and I'm going to have the colors and the sound. And if it's not fully dialed, like a really well-produced song, then I'm not going to be okay with it. It's because I will, I don't want to say suffer the consequences, but there, you know, the law of cause and effect, there's, there are laws, natural laws of the universe that also there was an, an initiation process with that of knowing like all the words by which we speak, all the thoughts by which we think, all the things by which we eat, all the things by which we consume, which is why um, it's so like ironic, you know, coming into the field through Ryan, who's like very deeply in the psychedelic space, which I'm such a supporter of like for everybody. Um, but personally, like the level of sensitivity and then also just long-term sobriety. It was just kind of like, I guess this is just, I don't like need to do that because I'm already sort of living in a state of a, like a psychedelic experience, which at, wasn't always, it was a little scary at times, um, especially with like, you hear about spontaneous Kundalini stuff. And I had a, I had a few Kundalini spontaneous kundalini like where um aspect certain aspects of myself had not quite been ironed out and so you get these things sort of all these different levels of consciousness within these different energy centers blasted open 
you're going to become super aware of like what isn't being dealt with. And I didn't have anything to distract me from it. And I was like, am I being tortured? Like, but it was just part of (laughs) the process. Well, you describe an ayahuasca experience. I mean, this is the whole goal of it is to be a super flashlight. And that was the thing after mine uh, that I experienced is I have no bullshit with myself whatsoever. Like at all, I cannot bullshit myself. That was uh, the gift, honestly. And that's what it's all about, right? So it's it's this uh, thing that you don't need, which is fascinating too, because you'll hear a lot of people with your abilities that say that they actually do have a wonderful relationship with cannabis, let's say, um, for that very reason. It's, it's just to to dial it down and not to suppress it or numb it. It's to dial it into an audible level. It's to make things not so overwhelming. It's like, um, I guess, Spider-Man, when he first got his powers, right? That spider sense, he was like losing his shit. He couldn't figure out what was going on. It was too much sensory overload, right? And it's this idea that it just makes it to where it's a manageable point. And so I experience this as well. I go through these incredible energetic highs and cannabis and I have had a beautiful relationship and I really understand it. I understand my relationship with nicotine, caffeine, and cannabis. Those are the things in my life that uh, I, you know, once robbed me of my confidence, but they absolutely no longer do because I understand the balance. And so it's this idea of integration and especially with the things that you find here and especially just to be grounded, you know, and like I said, it's, you know, what works for you. And so you've got that dialed in. And obviously that's going to change new energies are coming to. So perhaps you will find that cannabis at some stage will be one of those occurrences where you're just like, you know, I have a great relationship with this thing because I can't even go to the DMV without watching people being driven around with lizard, lizard turds. You know what I mean? It may be one of those things to where it's an aid, not a, um, a deterrent or a, a, something that's negative, you know, or dulls you to the point where you don't feel fully you. And in fact, that's the whole game here, right? Um, there's chemical imbalances. There's, uh, mental challenges and and all of this is part of it. But if you can find the right combination of what works for you, do that. And that's why people like Ryan are out here. That's why you're out here also saying that, hey, I'm experiencing this as well, but here's how I not deal with it, thrive with it. And that's the thing, you know, uh, we're not out here giving um, symptom fixers. We're out here to do the real work, which is what we're doing. And it, it it's intense and it's all like a psychedelic experience anyway. So you don't need psychedelics to do it. It's just fascinating that um, folks have the ability to connect with themselves in the the higher realms, if we want to call it that, in so many different ways. Just walking out in nature will do this, you know. So it doesn't take uh, a relationship with any sort of substance, and especially plant medicine. But it, what you described is interesting. That um, it it's so it parallels my own personal experience as well as the experience I've heard of others. So again, it's it's just interesting that you're able just to drive around and do this stuff and. Um, so how does, I, I guess I didn't answer your question. <laughs> no, you did. Yeah. But oh, okay. please, if you have more to add, please. Well, what I was going to say was, um, there were, there was a point where, and this was several years ago where the, like I was in these corporate jobs and like sitting next to people and I was like, <laughs> um, and not like literally doing that because I was already hyper aware that it it wasn't like, I didn't get super disheveled and have something. I, I was very like, I'm not losing my mind, but there's something going on and I need to figure this out because it's really intense. And I just, that's really where like my mind just started going. And I started to go into this mode of focus 
and I had been sober since 2014. And I, I will say sobriety particular, well, with alcohol is if, if you want to like be a clear whistle and start to just bring like eliminating alcohol is really the thing that started to become very clear after three years of being without it, your body just starts to develop. Like it, it starts to become lighter and more sensitive and your brain become, it gets clearer. But yeah, there were points where I would walk into like the grocery store everywhere. I, where I was seeing the quantum field, the grid and I would look at people and in their aura would be like all types of um, colors that aren't the same as red, white, blue, green, red, or green, whatever, like colors in the quantum are different colors. They are laced with sound and, and vibration and all types of things. So it's just a different form. And I, and I started to be like, okay, so, and, and the information was doing the work for me. It's more so just the human part of me needing to be like, you need to get really firm. And I already have like that, a little bit of a war. I have a very intense warrior energy that, um, I've had to work with. Um, because, um, and sometimes the intensity can be a lot for people, but it's just me, but, um, I've had to, I've had to really hone that in when I go out in public and other spaces, because I'm like, I'm not fucking around here. Like this is, there's some stuff going on that like requires a certain level of anchoring and intensity to just one foot in front of the other to get some of my groceries and my coffee and my tea. And then I'm out of here. It's that whole cut wood, carry water thing. You know, yes. yeah, we're all enlightened spiritual beings and we get, we're all one, but dude, you still got to cut wood and carry water. You still got 3d shit. You got to do here, get to do here. And that's the thing is it's, it's about that balance. It's about, yeah, having your heads up in the clouds and going nuts and talking about UFOs and experiencing these incredible, vivid colors. I know what you're talking about too. Again, psychedelic experience, my DMT experience, those colors you can't describe. You can't bring that information back with you. And it's this, um, it's just this fascinating tapestry here. And, and all conversations like this are showing me is that we have so much more to look forward to. And we have so many more things um, that were that are involved here. And that's what it really is. It's uh, conversations like this shine more light in the cave and we're mapping this environment together. And it's just so interesting uh, that it keeps getting more interesting. Yeah. I find that interesting. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I wanted to ask you um, before we cut it here and then we'll, we'll let you run. I'll give you the last word on this, but what are you looking forward to? Like what gets you out of bed every morning? What just lights you up with joy? Um, I also just to, j just to jump in with this, like I have a very interesting way of processing things. So even just simple questions like that, I'm like, like I have to like turn it around to see it for how simple of a question it is, because, you know, you see into like the depths of things, the, the work that for me is like, just keeping it simple, keeping it grounded. Um, but 
definitely, I think really, um, immersing myself into the sensations available in the earth library that are more, um, the physical textures here. Cause like our subconscious and our ego and these different aspects of our psyche all have different textures. Um, but that's a different realm. And so really more of my work, especially because I'm trying to figure out my own grounding practices that work for me. Cause there's, there's earthing and swimming in the ocean and stuff, but I'm like, I want to get more creative and specific. And a lot of it has been really looking forward to getting to the beach or getting to a hike every single day and listening to what the ocean and the sand and the wind and the sky and the sun has to say to me in a way that will show me what I need to do to be more here um, so that I can actually receive information from the earth library um, versus up here because the earth um, and the different vortices and the ley lines and, you know, different portals and locations carry you know, the Akashic, like so much wisdom. And then also allowing that to fill my heart and to replenish my spirit so that then my cup can be full to share with others and allow that to be like a, a, a nice flow of self-love than to give more self-love to give more. Cause ultimately that's what creates joy, not all the distractions that I've gone through all of them. So I don't have an option to do that anymore because they don't even work. So I'm like, can't bullshit yourself. (laughs) It's so interesting. Um, Just again, the tapestry here, it's, it's fascinating to me, you know, and uh, I was reminded of a quote when we were speaking of this, because one thing is, you know, uh, what I learned along my path, and we talked about the Paul revering phase that I went through in my fourth dimension reality, wake up, just "Ah, everybody wake up. Things are, not what they say and whatever, uh, you know, there's this idea of a calling versus a responsibility. You know, um, do you find that you are responsible to wake people up here, even though you have a calling for it? Do you think that they're mutually exclusive? The really great question. Um, I've asked myself this a lot and the, what I get when I ask this is, And let me just drop in too, because I want to translate it correctly. Um, It isn't that you're responsible, meaning me. It's that it's responsible is of the nature of, of human, of ego. It's a, it's, it's a matter of the truth, the embodiment of the highest truth and the highest order, which is natural to you, which is what is supposed to be embodied for your highest level of peace, joy, and love. And as you continue to stand in that, it will reverberate and affect in the field in a way that you don't have to do anything um, by, by speaking, by action, by doing, it just is. So that always like, and I, I have to drop in and check in with that 
because it's like, cause it, cause when I do, I listen and I'm like, okay. Cause it's so deep. And then I have to like write it down because I'm just like, but it's cause it takes the load off of that part of self that, that does maybe feel like I want to be validated. I want to be seen. And it's like, I want to feel special. And it's like, it's you you are special, but we are all special. We are all one and you are to show others that they are special and that we are all one through the embodiment of the highest truth and to release the terminology of like, it's something that you're doing or responsible for. And then that's when the biggest thing that pushed me into this was like, it isn't, it is in fact, not about you. And I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. Even though it is me and my body, but it isn't about okay. I <laughs> it's a great awareness. It only leads to more, and it's beautiful, and it's a mind fuck all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and we're here for all of it. Mary Buckingham, I can't thank you enough. We have a million bajillion more conversations to have, and I'm looking forward to every damn one of them. So thank you so much. This is awesome. All the ways, of course, to find you located down in the show notes, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a fun conversation. I like. I forgot we were doing a podcast yeah right that's the goal literally yeah Yeah, that's how we get out of our own way we just hang out and we get to enjoy each other and you crushed dude this was outstanding absolutely outstanding you're one of those people that you've quoted several things today that i've written down that'll be sticky notes all around my uh, studio here and it's just one of these conversations where it just makes me see things differently but it's more comforting to know that you're out here you know and that you're doing this and that you're here with us so just thank you for the healing that you've done to get to this level of service because i know that that's a lot Uh, But just I'm grateful, seriously, that you're here. Thank you. Thank you. There is just something about Mary. I swear to God, that woman, uh, my wife, Mary, and I, we call her like on the way to the grocery store and just talk to her and shit. She's amazing. Absolutely just such a sweetheart. Mary, thank you so much for this. All the ways to find her, of course, guys, located down in the show notes. Just hit her up on Instagram. Send her a little message. Say, heard you on Expanding. Heard you're awesome. I'd like to call you on the way to the grocery store too. You know, something like that. And she'd probably do it. She's amazing. Anyway, uh, check that show note uh, for all the ways to find her, guys. As well, while y'all are down there, check out all of our resource links. We have Food Force Abundance, Opus, all of the great things, Manifestor's Guide, all the stuff to help you out. As well, if you've noticed this little black, if you've watched the video version of this episode and a couple back, wanted to tell you about the little black thing that looks like a remote control with a little blue light on it sitting in a really cool, uh, like, quantum-looking holder. That is the... Wish Unit by Coherent Spaces, the World Integrity Space Harmonizer, or WISH as the acronym goes. So check the show notes for this, guys. This is fascinating. Dr. Doug Maskey sent me this thing, and it's actually going as an undertone under all of the stuff that we do now. So it's balancing our home. It's also being sent out with these broadcasts. So you guys are enjoying it right now. So you're welcome. Thank you, Dr. Doug. If you want to, uh, down in the show notes, check him out, uh, hit him up, and thank him for that. That's amazing. Now, also down in those show notes is our Mothership Expanding Reality podcast. Podcast.com. That is where all the links to everything can be found. That is where you can go uh, check out some of the new t-shirts that are just super cool and badass. So we can get the new handbook. So we can sign up to become an expansive insider. That is a wonderful way to practice value exchange, is what which is what we're all about here. So you can do that. You get all the bonus stuff over there. We're starting to do these extra hangs and these lives and stuff. It's been just absolutely amazing getting to connect with everyone. So it's addicting as hell. So we're really starting to ramp these up. So uh, come hang out with us. Uh, Sign up to become an expansive insider. Wonderful way, like I said, to help the show. Truly grateful for everyone for your support. 
All right, guys, so go out into this incredibly beautiful and amazing and mysterious place, whatever the fuck this thing is, and y'all pick up a piece of litter just for peace of mind's sake. Buy somebody in line around you a coffee or a meal. Trust me, you can do it. Don't disempower yourself by saying that you can't. It's way more empowering to do something like that for someone, and it doesn't even have to be monetary, just something sweet. Something you do great and give it away. You know, something like that. It just fills the fuck out of your cups. So fill them cups, y'all. Uh, while you're doing all that shit and just crushing it life in general, get out of the left-hand lane. If you're new to this concept, there's a thing about uh, the left lane and when you're driving vehicularly that the left lane is for passing. So if you've got somebody just rearing up behind you, just move over, dude. You know, it, like, just get on over. They'll blow right by you and you can... Wish them consciousness and then be on your way. So thank you all for doing that in advance. I've had a couple of folks write in saying, I didn't even know that was a thing. Thanks to you, I do that now. And also I'm grateful, right? So uh, above all and anything else, go out into this incredibly beautiful and amazing and mysterious and holy shit, what the fuck is going on here? But I love it, but it's scary, but I love it. Place, whatever the fuck this is, y'all just go be good to one another, you know? Anything else, be good to one another. Thank y'all so much for watching, listening, engaging, just being the coolest sons of bitches ever. We'll see you next time.